You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. If you would like more information or would like to connect with the show, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Here's the Deal podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for another episode. Uh, my name is Dominic Kendall, and like always, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Luke Chris. Luke, how are you? Doing great, man. Just a beautiful Alabama rainy, stormy evening. It has only rained for the last 400 years here in Alabama. (laughs) Has been the worst. Um, It is terrible. Every I've had to grill the last three times in the rain. Do you know how bad it is to grill in the rain? I think the worst part is the second you step outside, when when it stops raining, your clothes are just soaked. Because it's so humid? Yes. Do you think, do you think this is like a, just a glimpse of what hell's like. Uh, As a man from East Tennessee who's only seen beautiful well, things yeah. my whole entire life, this is an awful place yeah, to live. Everywhere else in the U.S. is a glimpse to you, then. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Uh, well, on today's podcast, we are super excited um, to have a very special guest. Uh, two people who, which is so crazy that we are talking to them right now, uh, because I watch them as awkward middle schoolers try to figure out dating. Um, and and try to figure this out, and it was it was How crazy. How old are you? I am I am forty thousand <laughs> years old. Um, I get older and older, and uh, and so on today's podcast we have two very special people. Uh, we have Mallory Sutton and Seth LaFollette, um, and actually soon to be Mallory LaFollette, which is crazy. And so um, Mallory, Seth, thank you guys so much for being on the pod- podcast. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. Thank you for having us. Oh, man. Yeah, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, we appreciate it. And um, and that is crazy. Um, so, Mallory, I remember you when you were just... Because our families have kind of been intertwined for a while now. Um, because just you don't... Luke, you probably don't care about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So, <laughs> Mallory's dad is the tenor for Triumphant Quartet. Oh, you told me about this. The bass for Triumphant Quartet is your dad. is my no, is my brother's father in law. So Mallory and I basically are brother and sister. Um, I, that still doesn't seem very intertwined. Yeah, it. But anyways, so her dad and that group were the first exposure to Southern gospel music, which has transferred into me having the Cathedrals and Triumphant Quartet as the top two uh, uh, playlist on Spotify for me. So, anyways, um, on t- uh, listen having you guys on, you guys have a really unique and encouraging story. And so, um, Seth, why don't you, um, as the talented fisherman you are, you love to fish. Um, can you kind of give us a glimpse, tell a little bit about the moments leading up to really one of the most life changing moments, uh, and really that's changed your life forever. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So really, I mean, this is all, you know, from what people have told me, <laughs> Um, I don't even, I don't remember. I mean, it was just an ordinary week, you know, leading up to it, but, um, you know, I don't remember anything from, you know, Tuesday on, you know, to Saturday. Um, so uh, according to what, you know, my friend told me we were just, you know, it it was, uh, July the 13th. So nearly a year, East Tennessee, it's, uh, (laughs) by about eight 39 o'clock in the morning, you know, it's, uh, about, 85 90 degrees outside and you know if there's no wind or anything it's it's pretty hot so um you know we just we were fishing a little saturday morning tournament um on fort loudon and um 
uh, to be honest with you, they really don't even know what time it was, but uh, um, I'm guessing around, you know, 10 o'clock, he said we were just sitting there, uh, you know, fishing and just out of nowhere, I just, you know, collapsed and fell into the floorboard of the boat. Wow. Man, and so you just collapse and yeah and and really you don't you have no anything to provide for this podcast for the rest of the thing because you were out no no I really <laughs> yeah that was it uh, and so your whole your whole story ends there so Mallory why don't you pick up and kind of tell us because collapsing how old are you Seth I'm 22 now I was I was 21 when it happened 21 and for those of you who can't see him he is just a picture of health just a super healthy dude active dude and just collapses in a boat and and uh does no no indication this is going to happen and so Mallory kind of pick up what happens after that like how did you find out and then and kind of what the moments were after that yeah so when he first collapsed his friend kind of just assumed maybe a heat stroke yeah. it was so hot outside he was dehydrated maybe but um kind of one of the crazy details of the story and one of the crazy ways God just had everything in line was two months before his friend took a CPR course. Oh my gosh. So fresh on his mind, he checked a pole, checked for a pulse and Seth didn't have one. So he started screaming for help, started compressions. And thankfully some other boaters came um, when they were hearing him shout for help. And one boat specifically was a father and son whose mother and wife happened to be a nurse. So they called the mother put her on speakerphone and she was giving them commands, leading them through giving him life support, basically. Oh my gosh. Um, they, and you know, one thing that just makes the whole situation that much scarier is he was in the middle of the lake when this happened. Yeah. So he was pretty far away from any medics or police officers. And so they had to drive the boat from the middle of the lake back to the boat ramp. Thankfully, some other people had called 911 and, um, a first responder came and another crazy detail of the story where God had everything in line was this specific first responder was one of four patrol cars in that County that carried an AED in oh, her wow. patrol car. So, um, she actually had to, she did the AED on him once and couldn't get a pulse. And so she did the AED on, AED on him again and got his pulse back, but he never regained consciousness. Oh, yeah. Um, and as soon as his pulse came back, he started seizing and he seized mm. for about six hours oh after gosh. that. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my goodness. And so Mallory, um, what, what were you doing when you found out? Like, when did you find out? Where were you at? I actually work at a restaurant on the weekends. So I was at work, um, and his family was trying to call me and they had called me many times. I didn't have my phone on me and they finally called my work and told me that Seth had collapsed on the lake and they were transporting him to the hospital. And at the time, I, I assumed the same thing his friend did. Yeah. He got dehydrated, overheated. Um, so I was on my way to the hospital, not super stressed, not super scared in any way. Yeah. And then as I was on the phone with his friend and other people getting closer and closer to the hospital, I got more details. And once I found out they had to use an AED on him, I realized that it was a lot more serious mm. than I had originally thought. Oh, my goodness. Um and so, um, Mallory, why don't you tell us, 
what did they end up um, like in all of this? Um, I know that they got him to the hospital, and there was even moments where he was even seizing off the bed, and they had to sedate him. Um, what uh, what ended up like? What was going through your mind with all this stuff happening? Um, I, I, tell us about even what the doctors said. A little bit about what the doctors said and what they said may happen as a result of this. So the first hospital that he was transported to initially from the lake there were doctors and nurses in and out of there. And they were, of course, trying to get the seizing under control because that was just unreal. I mean, like you said, he was seizing off the bed. So they were trying everything they could to get him medicated, to get that under control. They were transporting him to the radiology for CT scans and things were coming back normal. So at the time, the doctor came in and he said, I have no idea what's wrong with him. We were also thinking we didn't know at the time that it was cardiovascular. We didn't know it had anything to do with his heart. We were because of the seizing, we were kind of assuming and the doctors alike that it had something to do with his brain. Hmm. And so they decided that the best thing for him would be to transport him to a larger hospital that experienced these things and had a better way of handling them and figuring out what was really going on. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so, um, and then ultimately, ultimately what was, um, if you can remember, cause I've heard you say it before, but I could not, if I wanted to, uh, tell you what the actual name of the, uh, disorder is or, or whatever happened, what was it that actually ended up affecting Seth? So basically what happened was he went into ventricular fibrillation, which is where the lower chambers of the heart become erratic and just don't beat properly. Mm. And the doctors told us that 5% of people survive ventricular fibrillation. And his stakes are so much lower when you put into account that he was in the middle of the lake fishing Mm. and the transportation to get him to the hospital took so much longer. But when it comes to why he went into ventricular fibrillation, we still don't have like a solid answer on that because he's, it's a year later and nothing's wrong with him. Wow. That's crazy. So Mallory, in the midst of just a horribly traumatic time, like I couldn't even imagine the anxiety that you and his family and your family and others, loved ones were feeling like during this time, um, and not knowing, you know, all the answers, um, but I'm not super familiar with the story, but Dominic is, and he tells me there was just a huge outpouring of love and prayers and support and a international hashtag to pray for him that was going around. Like what was, how, if at all, like how did that encourage your heart and your family and his family? Like how did, what did that speak to y'all during that time? I think if anything, it was a testament to who Seth is as a person for sure. Yeah how many people love him and care about him. And, you know, it was just crazy to me because we were at the first hospital and honestly, that part's a blur. I don't know how long we were there, Mm. but I do remember that by the time we got to the second hospital, the waiting room was already flooded with people. And I was Mm. thinking, how do these, his bosses, his coworkers, our church family. And I was thinking his fishing, some of his fishing buddies. And I was thinking, how did, how do these people even know? Like we've been at this for maybe two hours and that Mm. just, Hmm. amazed me that word just got out so quick and so many people cared enough to drive an hour to just be there for us in such uncertainty. And as the week went on, especially the first few days where he was still unresponsive and in a coma, I mean, truly, I I can't even 
describe how many people showed up just whether it was to bring us toothbrushes, Mm. bring us food, bring us some clothes. It was just unreal. The amount of people that came and that prayed over him and prayed over us. And when you talked about the international hashtag, my dad, as Dominic mentioned earlier, is in a gospel group and he was actually in Canada at the time that this happened. And so that was also a scary situation because as Dominic said before, Seth's been in my life for almost nine years now. So he's a son to my dad. Yeah. So here my dad is stuck in Canada trying to figure out how to get home as fast as he can. And he just went up on stage that night in front of, what was it, Seth, 14,000 people, yeah, a crazy amount high, of people and told them, here's the story. We need y'all to pray. And so uh, we had 14,000 Canadians mm, praying for man. Seth that night. And That's even awesome. the Canadians who even knew they knew Jesus. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. <laughs> So Seth, obviously, eventually you did wake up. So I want to, through your mind, through your story, everything's happening. Boom. You've just woken up. You're in the hospital. Like what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah. So I I don't even remember the hospital. So there was basically like two weeks of my life that I have no recollection of whatsoever. That's crazy. The, the first thing that I remember is waking up on the couch at home and wondering why I can't sit up because my chest hurts so bad. Mm. Like I didn't know why I couldn't sit up. I was so confused. Yeah. Um, So how did you hear, how did you, who was the first one to tell you, Hey, by the way, the last week of your life is, um, is uh, you've been in the hospital. Welcome. Welcome to your new reality. Uh, I don't know. I don't. He really, truly I, I lost. Don't, I don't remember. He, That's don't crazy. It's so funny. It's not funny, but I mean, it's been a year. So of course we're not as traumatized at this yeah. point. And it's just like, we were so emotionally distraught over this and he physically, it was a bad situation, but emotionally he, had he doesn't remember because he doesn't remember anything, <laughs> but I'll say I can answer that for you while we were in the hospital when he first woke up from his coma for probably four or five days in the hospital, he every 20 minutes, what happened? Where am I? Mm, yeah. And it just, it was taking a while to click, but his memory eventually, well, the memory from that time never came back, but daily he improved mm, yeah. and started to remember what we were telling him and yeah. what we told him had happened. Wow. So Seth, what was your, what was your reaction when it finally started to click and you started to understand Hey, this is what's happened to me. This is why I'm here. Um, was it like a, oh, okay, okay, let's let's do this. Let's get better. Or were you like, was it sheer panic? Or like, what was your reaction to all these things? Even in the weeks following. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't panic or anything. It was just, I mean, you know, it's going to take some time to get better. And, you know. How, how long was it from... <laughs> Uh, What's that? How long ago? How long was it from the moment? Because I love this. How long was it from the moment you got home to the moment that you got back in a boat again to go fishing? Uh, yeah, I th- it was like two weeks. That's oh unbelievable. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, we that's, weren't keeping him off the water. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, I didn't say we only stayed for like a couple hours. We got there like you know. 545 6 o'clock in the morning we you stayed know, by the dock the entire left, time we, we left by like 8 30 9 o'clock it, it gets so hot you know during yeah, July. Yeah. but 
medical was, helicopters um, yeah. over you, ambulance had <laughs> a ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I was I was dying to get out of the house. Eh? I bet. I bet. Take me to my, you know, your happy place. Yeah. Place. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Um, well, I, I think Seth, with with all this that happened, and um, and Mallory, you you being by his side, and and uh, just everything that took place at a moment. You had a 21-year-old guy who has no health issues, just fishing and collapses. And for moments, I remember calling my brother, who is, who is your pastor, and um, calling him and, and, and talking, going, man, we don't know. Like we, There was moments where uh, if, if there was going to be brain damage or you know, for a moment, you don't know, does, this, does someone make it past this to somebody survive this. We, we, we didn't know there's so many uncertain things. Um, but to come out of it and a, a year later, be able to reflect on that. How, how does that, um, what has the Lord really taught you? Like what were the things that you take away from this of, of the brevity of life, how life can be so, mm. so here one minute and gone the next, how has that changed the way that you, um, maybe love each other and, um, Maybe uh, love other people, and, and more importantly, how has it changed the way you love Jesus and share Jesus with others? Seth, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that first, and then Mallory? Yeah, you just—I mean, I think about it all the time. Be like, you know, a year ago, you know, I didn't know that you know Saturday was going to be my last day here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's life is so short. You just. You just have to be prepared. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah, and I guess it you you see every day more as a gift now. Um, than, oh yeah, of course, and, of course. And, and you you take life for granted, and you don't mean to. Yeah, but it you do. Yeah, and some sometimes sadly it takes a moment like this for the Lord to kind of it kick does. your brain yeah. to go. Yeah, it does. Wow, I, I I took getting on a boat for granted. Um, I took. Yeah. You know, and I think waking I, up, yeah, just waking up. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, um, a good lesson well, I mean, to learn. We're all in our twenties right now, and I don't think I don't know of many twenty-something-year-olds that treat mortality as something that's on front of mind. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're 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 still, praise God, I'm still in my twenties. Um, that we're invincible, like we're like we like this is not something we have to struggle with this yeah. is not something we have to give thought to for many many years but it takes a moment like that and listen um it was it was that moment that it affected me and my wife to just uh, we we took moments to pray for you and for your family and for Mallory and and we were getting updates from Anthony and and just and and, and leaning into this and, and praying for you guys um, it affected people. A lot of people now, because of what happened, have now had to take that same assessment and go, man, I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised to get off that boat. You know, yeah. like I'm not promised to the parking yeah. lot. And so uh, that's that's really great. And I, and I assume that also part of that came into play when you also wanted to uh, propose to Mallory. Um, <laughs> um, and so uh, that life is short, marry her now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, Mallory, what, so tell us about what has the Lord taught you? What, is, what has he shown you through all of this too? You know, just same thing Seth said, how short life is, and we really just don't know when our next moment's going to be. And it really just, it didn't just change my relationship with Seth. It changed my relationship with everybody. Yeah. You know, just valuing every relationship I have and being intentional with every relationship I have. 
And, you know, remembering that, or it was a good reminder that like the little things don't matter, like the pettiness, any type of drama in your life. It's just, there's no time for it at all. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, as horrible of a situation as it was, I don't know if I can speak for Seth, but I speak for myself when I say I'm, I don't like saying it. I'm not glad it happened, but it truly changed both of our lives in so many ways, more ways than one. I think it has prepared us in ways for our marriage Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have had preparation for without that occurring. Um, It's changed us as individuals. It's definitely changed my relationship with the Lord when it comes to being intentional, you know, just sharing his word. And I'll share one one specific moment in the hospital when he was still in a coma, it was almost midnight, I think. And he had a pretty cool nurse that let me come in there and just sit with him. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was his either his first or second night there. And I remember just laying my hands on him and begging God to just heal him. Mm, yeah. And I remember saying like, God, I'll anything bad in my life, I will get rid of it if you'll just heal him. And it, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't have to come to that. Yeah. But sometimes I think God allows those things to happen in our lives so that we do reach that breaking point to where we realize like how important it is to have our whole entire life directed towards him. Yeah. 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 Sometimes he does that. Um, I know I've experienced that where the Lord will tear us down to the bottom to where all mm-hmm. we have and all that's left is him and him alone. And he allows us sometimes to go through those things so that, Ultimately, he gets all the glory and all the honor, and yeah. and that, um, and that's, it's so refreshing sometimes to go through trials and to come out mm-hmm. knowing that your father cares deeply for mm-hmm. you, um, and he cares for those who are hurting, and you guys are are definitely a trophy of grace and the Lord's grace and 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 patience and love and healing and all of that. And so um, I think that's really I think that's really encouraging. And you have a story. The Lord um, the Lord did not just give you a, an answered prayer. I believe He's given you a platform and a story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For the advance of the gospel. I mean, yeah. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm not one to, you know, get up in front of a bunch of people or, you know, do anything like that. So just like being able to share my story is an easy way, you know to share the Lord with people. Yeah. Um, so everything happens for a reason. I've, my dad taught me that. I mean, since I was young, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And if it's meant to be, it's, it's going to be. And if it's not, you know, it, it won't. Yeah. So if, if something's meant to be, just don't fight it, let it happen. Mm-hmm. And like you said, use it as a platform. Yeah. It, 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 encourages, it encourages my soul to know that um, our God is sovereign and in complete control. Um, it, it, it brings me great joy, and I know now that it brings you great joy that the Lord, uh, there's nothing outside the Lord's control and nothing outside the Lord's uh, touch and power. And so, um, but listen, guys, we, we greatly, man, we greatly appreciate this. Um, we, we are enc- I'm encouraged by your yeah, story. Thanks for sharing that. Most of the time we've been sitting yeah, of here. Course. I've had chills, um, even though I know the story inside and out. Um, and so just just the goodness of our God and how um, 
man, he's going to use, man, he's going to use this. He's using it right now yeah. on a 28 year old dad of three in, uh, in, in Alabama. And so he's going to use this and, and this is going to be a great testimony of the Lord's provision, even to your children and, and, uh, to your friends and family for, for a long time. And so, um, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast with yeah, us. Thank you guys so much. Right. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you, guys. And and you guys, guys, just hold on one second, okay? Uh, we got to talk to our audience here. Um, and so, uh, audience, listen. We hope that you're encouraged by this, um, Luke. I, I I would dare say um, that this is a good reminder of the the life that's really man so short. Uh, we don't have time to to waste. We don't have time. Yeah. Uh, the gospel is too urgent. Uh, time is too short. And, and there is no greater thing, and I believe that Mallory and Seth would agree, that there is no greater thing to devote your life to than Jesus. Yeah. And it has been a season of reminders yeah. of those things for sure. This, is, uh, this has definitely been that season, and uh, it's been a, a hard season for many, and, uh, and this is just another reminder. Jesus is more important than anything else. And so we hope you as listeners are encouraged by that. We hope that you share this. Share this with somebody else. This is good for the soul. Uh, This is a good, encouraging story of, in the midst of everything bad, how good our God is. And so feel free to like, subscribe, share this with somebody else. We're so grateful for you guys. And we'll talk to you next time on the Here's the Deal podcast.